Hi friends, this is Jonathan and welcome to Anchored in the Word from Reservoir Church in Escondido, California. You can find us online at reservoir.church or anytime you're in the San Diego area, come visit us in lovely Escondido. It'd be great to have you worship with us. Today, we want to look at Numbers chapter 12, getting back to our study of the book of Numbers. And this is the third of three complaints that happen in chapters 11 and 12. And if you'll remember from a few weeks ago in chapters 11, the people complain about the journey and then the people complain about the meat. And there's some corrective action that happens and um, the Lord shows his power and his provision and mercy is extended through a mediator through Moses. And some of that same stuff happens here. So hear the word of the Lord from Numbers chapter 12. Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because the Cushite woman whom he had married, for he had married a Cushite woman. And they said, has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very meek, more than all the people who were on the face of the earth. And suddenly the Lord said to Moses and to Aaron and Miriam, Come out, you three, to the tent of meeting. And the three of them came out. And the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud and stood at the entrance of the tent and called Aaron and Miriam. And they both came forward. And he said, Hear my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak with him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him I speak mouth to mouth clearly and not in riddles. And he beholds the form of the Lord. Why, when then, were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. When the cloud was removed from over the tent, behold, Miriam was leprous like snow, and Aaron turned toward Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. And Aaron said to Moses, O oh, my Lord, do not punish us, because we have done foolishly and have sinned. Let her not be as one who is dead, whose flesh is half eaten away when he comes out of his mother's womb. And Moses cried to the Lord, O oh God, please heal her, please. But the Lord said to Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, should she not be shamed seven days? Let her be shut outside the camp seven days, and after that she may be brought in again. So Miriam was shut outside the camp seven days, and the people did not set out on the march till Miriam was brought in again. And after that, the people set out from Hazaroth and camped in the wilderness of Paran. So here we have a challenge to Moses's leadership. And they do it through some not-so-veiled racism. They had a problem with a Cushite woman. We don't know exactly if this is a second wife of Moses, if this is a description of Zipporah. But what we do know, Cush would represent a region that either could correlate to Midian, as Zipporah, his first wife, was from there, or it could be Ethiopia, Sudan, kind of the Nubia region of the Horn of Africa, there. And so this would have been a woman with dark skin, uh, even if she's a Midianite. This would be a, a dark-skinned woman that was different than the Israelites. And so they use this probably because the rabble stirred up, foreigners stirred up uh, the complaints of the people in chapter 11. But it's really just covering their envy for Moses. This is Miriam and Aaron. This is his brother and sister 
She is a prophetess, right, has spoken for the Lord. He is the high priest over all Israel. Yet there's still envy here as they see things unfold. Moses' leadership um, approved and continued by Yahweh, and they throw shade on Moses. And the narrator here tells us that Moses is too meek. He's too humble to respond and do anything on his own. But vindication comes as the Lord calls them to the tent, corrects them, says Moses is a special prophet. He is uh, having conversation mouth to mouth. He knows my frame. He is this unique. He is um, the anointed leader. That sets them right, and then in response, there's punishment because there is a rejection here, essentially of the story that God is telling. They don't like the way it's going, just like the people in chapter 11 of this story in the journey to the promised land. But Miriam then, probably because she was the one complaining, speaking in um, this scene, is made white as snow, made leprous. It is fascinating that she complained about the darkness of skin of Moses' wife, and her punishment is to be made white as snow, but have to be outside the camp for seven days to be pure. Moses mediates, steps in, asks for forgiveness, and mercy comes in that she only has to be outside the camp for seven days. The leprosy seemingly gone from then, and that she'd be purified, and the camp waits for her. And that's a, that's a grace of the Lord. And we look at this today and we're like, okay, well, what does this mean for us? And while some may use it to say, oh, you can't challenge the Lord's anointed, so you can't argue with pastors, you can't think pastors do anything wrong. The New Testament gives us a little bit of a different situation because all believers are in the priesthood of believers, indwelt by the Holy Spirit, and can know the story that God is writing. And so there's safe to challenge, to ask questions of leaders, and a text like this should never be used to permit abuse as it continues. But there's something deeper in this story because it's a it's a problem they have not with Moses, but with God, with how life is unfolding as God has determined the story that Yahweh is telling. But for us as Christians, maybe you noticed a little bit when God was speaking of uh, Moses as the faithful one in all his house, that he speaks to him mouth to mouth, that not in riddles, and he beholds the form of Yahweh, that there is a faithfulness here that stands out and that we've seen in Jesus, the truer and better Moses. The author of Hebrews will tell us that truth. Paul preaching uh, I mean, excuse me, Peter preaching in the temple after the resurrection will say that Jesus is the greater Moses, quoting Moses himself, look for another and listen to him. So just like Miriam and Aaron, we are in the middle of a story that Jesus is telling. Many of us have come to faith in him, trusted in him for salvation, where rejection of his story will earn punishment. It is repentance that leads to grace. So just as Aaron was humbled in this moment, repented essentially and cried out for mercy to Moses, who then cried out to mercy from Yahweh, we can cry out to Jesus, turn from our sin and receive his mercy, his grace, and live in the story that he is telling. So wherever you are today, I encourage you, commit to Jesus 
Live in his story. Trust that your best life will come as he unfolds the story of his redemption, reshaping, and renewal in you. I'm Jonathan, and we are anchored in the word.